This is Bigger Pockets Daily, real estate investing education for your earballs. The following article was first published on biggerpockets.com/blog. We'll link to it in the show description, but you can see the photos, comments, and related articles. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet Rent App, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, Rent App uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. Rent App setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say Rent App is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. Rent App, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app/landlord. That's rent.app/landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/bigger. That's m o n a r c h m o n e y.com/bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. How to calculate after repair value (ARV) in real estate by Chad Carson. What's the number one skill all real estate investors need? Well, it's how to accurately estimate after repair value (ARV). This critical skill could help you determine if a property is a good investment or just something you should pass on. So, knowing the value of a property is absolutely essential. Whether you're a buy and hold investor interested in turnkey properties. Or one of those fix and flippered people looking for a property needing serious work, you really need this information. Buy low, sell high—that's real estate's core success formula. But to know you're getting a good deal when you buy, you need to know how to estimate future value. So here's how real estate investors can calculate ARV for single-family homes or other small residential properties. Commercial or larger multifamily properties are not covered here. Because they require a different process. First of all, let's define our terms. What's after repair value? ARV. Well, it's the property's estimated value after renovation. The ARV typically applies to distressed properties in fix and flip investments, but you can also use it to determine the estimated value of other properties too. It factors the total amount spent on rehabbing a property, including major renovations and cosmetic improvements. Here's how ARV works in real estate. The basics of ARV in real estate involve buying a property at a lower price than it's estimated after repair value. This is how house flippers make money: rehabbing properties needing repairs and then selling them at a profit. 
For this investing strategy to work, you need to add enough value to a property to sell it for more than the combined total of the purchase price and the money you spend on repairs and renovations. ARV Formula How to Calculate ARV for Real Estate Investing Let's dive right in, shall we? The most reliable way to calculate the ARV is to use what's known as the Sales Comparison Approach, or SCA. Real estate investors, brokers, and appraisers use the SCA to estimate a property's market value just by comparing it to other properties in the community. Because investors often buy fixer-uppers, this valuation can help you understand a property's potential value, its ARV, before you even make an offer. This quick analysis really might be all you need for an experienced investor with in-depth knowledge of a neighborhood. For an inexperienced investor or maybe someone new to a location, it might be necessary to calculate the ARV before getting help from others. You can determine a property's ARV in these three steps. Number one, calculate the property's current value. Two, calculate the value of renovations. Three, perform a comparable market analysis or a CMA. Let's talk about step one real quick. Calculate the property's current value. All right, before determining the ARV, you must first acquire some information. You will be comparing it to other properties in step three, so you kind of need to know its current market value to make an accurate comparison. So the best way to estimate a property's current value is to hire an appraiser to do the job for you. Appraisers are highly experienced at evaluating properties and will be able to give a more accurate value estimate. You can also determine the property's value yourself, although you kind of got to know the local housing market well enough to obtain an accurate estimate. Here's a list of the local market information you're going to need to do this. Location, city, municipality, is it inside or outside city limits? Neighborhood, school district, proximity to attractive amenities like a lake, ocean, restaurant, park, cultural center, and proximity to negatives you really can't change. Smells, ugh, noises, loud noises, power lines, junky neighbors, or even dangerous dogs. Keep an eye out for that stuff. And then look at the lot. Acres, square feet, how big it is. Fenced yard, corner or interior lot, road traffic, major slopes, landscaping. Is it mature or non-existent? And then look at the property itself. The size, square feet, number of bedrooms and baths, garage, the type, is it a house, condo, townhouse, and style, is it a bungalow, ranch, modern, etc. The year built, the condition it's in, and the finishes, are there hardwoods or is it cheap vinyl, granite counters, or laminate? The MLS info sheet will include much of the location, lot, and building information, which you can obtain from your local real estate agent. You can also find what you need elsewhere. If the property is unlisted or the MLS listing excludes vital information, that can happen too. You can find details at your local tax assessor's website or office, listing sites like Zillow, or even just Google. If possible, visit the property and check it out in person before estimating a value. This step might actually reveal important information you couldn't obtain from a website or MLS. Be sure to bring a checklist that includes all the property information we listed. It's also really a good idea to take as many pictures and even video as possible, if you can. Step two, calculate the value of renovations. Accurately calculating the value of renovations is crucial. It could mean the difference between making a profit and wasting an investment opportunity. The amount you spend on renovations should be less than the value your renovations will add to the property. 
which is going to help you maximize your profit, of course. As a rule of thumb, you can get a general idea of your renovation costs by getting quotes from several contractors. It's good practice to obtain at least three different quotes. That doesn't mean you, you have to choose you know, the cheapest contractor. Although the cost of repairs is absolutely important, you want to ensure that the job is done well to maximize the selling price. You don't want to over-rehab a property and lose money either, but you also want to bring the property up to the standard buyers in your area just expect it to be in and will happily pay for. All right, step three, perform that CMA. After gathering the necessary property information, search for the best comparable properties or comps. This will allow you to do a comparative market analysis to see what similar properties are going for and to assess the current market conditions. But where do you find them? The best source of comps is almost always your local MLS. So a real estate agent or appraiser can determine the best comps based on your search criteria, which is one reason why hiring an excellent agent is important. You need someone who can send over comps regularly. If you're interested in buying a property and you're using a buyer's agent, this is a reasonable request. If you don't have an agent yet and can't access the MLS, you can obtain the information from other places like yeah, Zillow, Redfin, those types of things. You can actually obtain some recent sales price information that way. So here's what you should look for if you're finding comps yourself. Recent sales in the last three to six months, ideally. Two, similar location and for suburban properties, this often means the same neighborhood. It might even be the same block or district for urban or in-town properties, but for rural properties, it might be a certain distance, like eh, likely less than a mile. Three, size. Look at the square footage. It should be within 15 to 20% of the subject. Number four, non-distressed or traditional sales. Unless most sales in the market are distressed or investor purchases, Ignore distressed sales like bank-owned properties and foreclosures for comparison. Also ignore home sales with seller financing or other sales with unusual seller concessions. However, you may not always be able to determine these deals by reviewing the MLS data. Number five, bedrooms and bathrooms. The number of bedrooms and bathrooms doesn't have to match. If you've used the first four filters and don't have enough comps, you can include homes with more or fewer bedrooms and baths than the home you're evaluating. The goal of this step isn't to find an identical comp, which is like impossible. Instead, you're gonna to wanna to find a group of comps that share all of these criteria. Next, create a spreadsheet with five to 10 potential comps. Make sure to include these things, address, asking price, purchase price, beds, baths, square footage, garage, date sold, and some notes like days on market and property condition. Think like a potential buyer as you fill out the spreadsheet. You can do this by comparing the property you evaluate with your list. Look at the location, the lot, and other property information. And then ask yourself, is this comp better or worse than the property I'm considering? And then next, add a column to your spreadsheet so you can state which comps are better, worse, or just too close to call. You might even, you know, want to note the specific features that make each comp better or worse. Let's take a look at some examples. If property A sold for 130K, but its only significant difference was one less bathroom, you might say the comp is worse. If property B sold for 120,000 and the only significant difference was its poor condition, you might also say the comp is worse. If property C sold for 150K, 
and the only significant difference is the larger square footage, you might say that comp is a little bit better. If you could confidently say that the property you are evaluating is worth one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty thousand, a reasonable ARV estimate would be one hundred and thirty-five to one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. If you use a fix and flip formula, plug in both ends of your value range to see how much you need to purchase the property to make your minimum profit. And if you're buying rental properties, learn how to calculate rental property cash flow to ensure you don't overpay. With this process, you can determine a rough value much faster than with other valuation methods. Here are some drawbacks, though, of ARV calculations. Yeah, it's important to remember that real estate valuation is just an educated guess. Even the best appraiser, broker, or investor can't always predict the property's future value accurately. The real estate market can change. Fast. You know this. We also deal with unique properties when determining ARV in real estate. No two deals are the same. Unlike the stock market, where one share of a particular stock is exactly like another, we usually compare apples to oranges with real estate. As an investor, don't take value estimates, appraisals, and CMAs at face value. Be skeptical. Don't let the information keep you from taking action. What is the 70% rule in real estate? You've heard this one, I'm sure. House flippers use this 70% rule to help them find properties to buy. The rule states that investors should look for properties that cost no more than 70% of the after-repair value, less the cost of the renovations. So you can use this formula to calculate the 70% rule. ARV times 0.7 minus estimated repair cost equals maximum bid price. Compensating for uncertainty. So when calculating ARV in real estate, it's important to compensate for uncertainty. One way to do this is to use ranges of values instead of exact numbers. Make the bottom number something you're very confident in and ensure you can make an acceptable profit at that lower number. Having multiple contingency plans is another way you can compensate for uncertainty. So if you're selling and can't get the purchase price you want, perhaps you can sell lower to cut your losses and just move on. Another option is to rent the property and wait for the market to recover. If you only have one plan, <laughs> things might not work out, of course, if the market turns against you or even the economy experiences a downturn. Another strategy to help you compensate for uncertainty is to build a margin of safety into every deal. Warren Buffett's mentor, Benjamin Graham, wrote in his excellent book, The Intelligent Investor, if you were to distill the secret of sound investment into three words, we venture the motto, margin of safety. Put that on a little plaque and post it in your office. Having a margin of safety in real estate means buying below the true value. However, the true value is just an estimate until a property sells. So by factoring in a margin of safety into your estimation, you can compensate for changing market conditions and other factors. Why calculating ARV is vital for fix and flip investors. Knowing how to calculate the ARV can help determine if you can profit from an investment. So use this calculation when flipping houses and also in the Burr strategy. Flipping houses. The ARV is critical if you're flipping a house. After factoring in the estimated repair costs, it can help you determine if the rehab property you're considering will be a good investment. If the combined total of the property and the repair value is higher than the appraised value of other homes in the community, 
the cops, the home, isn't a good investment opportunity. Run. The Burr Strategy If you're rehabbing a property to buy and hold, knowing the property's ARV is still extremely important because it's going to help you determine your equity position. This is critical if you plan to burr the property or buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. If you plan on refinancing a property after you've rehabbed it and rented it, the ARV can help you determine your current financial position with the investment. It'll help you estimate how much money you will need to stay in the deal or how much you can take out to move on to the next deal. Learning to calculate the ARV quickly and accurately will allow you to decide which properties to invest in faster. If you know a property's ARV, you can make a confident offer, fix it after buying it, and then take it to the market to flip it. Even if the deal doesn't go as planned, it's important not to get discouraged by the setback. Entrepreneurs are always making mistakes, even when estimating values. The more you practice calculating the ARV, the better you'll get at it. You gotta fail to succeed, am I right? <laughs> you can use your primary residence and recently sold houses in your community to practice calculating ARV. Don't look at the sales prices until you've determined the ARV. You can review the valuation process on each recently sold property and see how close you come to the actual sale price. It's a fun little game. The bottom line, real estate valuation is not a skill you can master overnight. I'll tell you that for free. Expertise takes time and practice. By applying the ARV strategically and using it regularly, you can become a home value expert in your investment market. That niche expertise will help you become a successful real estate investor. That's a wrap for today. Did we inspire you to review a property opportunity? Streamline your analysis of whether it's a diamond or a dud with our investment calculators. In just minutes, these powerful tools will help you make smarter property decisions and avoid potential potholes, which can totally ruin your car. Get started right now at biggerpockets.com slash calc. That's biggerpockets.com slash C-A-L-C. See you back here in 24 hours or less.